0: Hello friends, we're going to talk about prepping for a conference talk. I think I record at least one of these every time I give a conference talk on this podcast, Uh, not give it on this podcast, put the whatever, shut your face, we're going to keep going. Um, Conference talking, yeah, every time I do one of these conference talks, I, you know, I think I, I hone my process a little more and then I blab about it on this podcast. So this is the ritualistic ceremonial, Caleb's giving conference talk. Here's his thoughts on his process. So uh, let's check in on fear of public speaking. Um, this is something that I don't wanna forget because for newcomers, this is the biggest hurdle to giving a talk. I believe, at least right now, I have zero fear and I've completely eliminated that fear from my body, at least right now. There will be jitters the day of, probably maybe the day before, but that is completely gone, which is crazy. And i am n- it's never going to get old talking about how crazy that is because I used to be filled with so much dread. I hated it so much. It was horrible. It was like the worst thing in my life. And I would agree to do these talks and then I would regret it until the minute after the talk, increasingly regret it until the minute before the talk. So that's gone, which is incredible. And TLDR on that is just do it a lot (laughs) or a decent amount of times. And that's how you get rid of that fear. Um, So sorry, exposure therapy. So that's that. Um, But prepping the talk. So I've also learned along the way that live coding talks are really nice. Uh, They're nice. It's more work during the talk. There's less to rely on. Where when you have slides and stuff, you can lean on your slides. Um, but when you're doing a live coding demonstration or something, you're not leaning on anything. So you have to prepare it, and rehearse it more. And that's really what it is for me. I mean, any talk is this way. Um, but for me, it's like becoming live coding performance. That's what it is. It's a performance. I have to rehearse the performance. Fortunately, I'm getting better and, and better at just like um I don't know if ad-libbing is the word, or just like unrehearsed performing, you know? So and becoming a better live coder over time by doing it more. I think my typing is better live for sure, my banter is better, um, my workflow is better. I don't know, just a lot of those things so that's and that's just a function of practice. But I've learned that oh live conf, live coding talks are actually the way to go because slides are super labor intensive and so is a live coding talk, but I find it less labor intensive and it's more engaging for the audience in my opinion as an audience member, it's more engaging for me. So that was one thing along the lines where I was like, Oh, just always do live coding talks. And that's, that's an Adam Wathan. So credit where credit is due. The first talk I saw from him at full stack. Um, I think he listens to this. So thanks Adam. Um, it was full stack, uh, or whatever. What is it? It was the eerie, eerie day of code. Um, that I saw him speak at when I was like a little wee lad and he was a wee lad compared to where he's at now. Um, But his, his, I think his was like the only one that was, and it was just him programming and refactoring. And it was like the best talk. One of the best talks I've probably ever seen. I don't know. It's like the perfect talk to me is like a succinct live coding talk where somebody refactors something and, and you're just completely engaged. So he always does good talks, but he sort of showed me the way. And I was too scared to do that. Um, I was like, yeah, easy for him to do because he can go on stage and do that confidently. But in real, it's funny because looking back, it's like not that bad, really. Like, I don't know, it's probably s- the first talk I gave, I did completely slide oriented, the first Laracon talk, um, because I had to. I didn't have the confidence to live code. So I put slides of code, which is just so much worse. I don't know. Um, and I wonder, like, what would have happened if I would have just jumped into live coding? Because I guess based on the hi- on my own history, being able to live code or do a live coding demonstration is kind of like an achievement, or it's some like, it's like hard mode. But right now it feels like easy mode. You know, <laughs> it's like doing a whole, prepping a whole like talk with slides and everything and walking people through that whole thing and making it all clean and nice and logical. And that's hard. This is not as hard, but anyway, whatever. So live coding, that's, that's a nice thing that I've learned to do. Um, but what else? So here's, here's some, here's the thing that's actually new about this talk that I'm giving is I feel good about it earlier than any other talk I've done. Now I haven't done a dry run yet. You don't know anything about your talk until you do a practice run with somebody, at least for me, because you think everything's fine and then you do a practice run and then that's when all the, the issues come out. When somebody goes like, oh, that's, this part was confusing to me or this order was weird or you pack too much in or, you know, stuff like that. Those are the common things, um. So, I can't really judge this until I've done a practice run for somebody, and I'm getting really close to it, which is crazy because the conference is like six days away, and usually I'm cramming up till one day away. I don't feel like this until a few days away. I don't know. I guess it's not that I'm not done that much earlier, but like I mentioned in one of the earlier episodes, we have people coming to stay with us for three and a half days leading up to the conference. So basically every day, except for conference day itself, um, we have people staying with us. And so I, I basically like, and I have to be present for those people. It's not just like I can just work full days. I have to basically be ready to almost not work at all for those three to four days. So I've had to get this done ahead of time. And, you know, you've been hearing me blab about the productivity stuff that I've been on to kind of get a lot of stuff done and be really productive, but it's working and it's crazy because I've never actually felt good about a conference talk this soon and I've never been almost done with it this soon. It's kind of wild, like, whoa, is this how people who don't procrastinate feel all the time? They just like know to prepare and do stuff ahead of time and leave themselves space? That's crazy but that's been really nice. So that is the different thing. But what about that process made it different? I guess like the a takeaway is like, well, I'm going to try next time uh, to do this again. But will I, if I don't, if I aren't forced to, I don't know. Um, but something the like maybe things that I've honed further this time than other times is get pen on paper. And by pen on paper, I mean, fingers on a keyboard as soon as you can. And I always say this, but like, but really, like, just you have the idea, don't spend forever. I think there's this temptation for me to do a lot of thinking planning. That stuff's useless. Like, open up your laptop and pretend to do this talk from scratch, just to get something going and see what it feels like. And yeah, and then basically rinse and repeat that process until you have the basic structure. And so every time I do, and this is how I, this is how I plan the whole talk. I opened up an editor and I started typing and I'm just pretending I'm giving the talk from scratch off the top of my head. Obviously it's garbage. But as I'm going, I'm taking notes as I go about the different points that I'm hitting. And then I'll take notes about, like after that performance, about the things that I didn't hit that I want to hit, and then I'll do it again. And this time try to work those things in that I didn't hit. And whatever, and then I take notes again on the the structure, basically. I have a little scratch.markdown file that I open while I'm giving these dry run talks to myself, and I'm writing down specific points of like this is the install installation section. This is the creates a basic blade component section, and then I put bullet points underneath those headings for like the individual items that I hit. And then game day, I'll have this list next to me so that I don't lose track. I won't need it because I'll have practiced, but but I'll have it so that you know I, it can bail me out if need be. Um, yeah and so that's what I do so the huge 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 advice that I'm learning more and more and more is just like get your fingers on the keyboard and start practicing the talk as your way of writing the talk you know don't spend so much time in theory land in you know planning land and thinking land like just start actually doing the thing um, so that was huge and then also getting it well designed um, I usually leave that for like the last day or two to make it all look pretty where this time like I I just was like, I don't know. I, I knew that it would be good for me to do that earlier than than later so that I could, I don't know. There's a whole like section of planning you can't do until everything is totally polished and ready. And so, uh, so I did that. I put that on my task list yesterday was like design the whole thing. So it looks pretty and you're happy with it for game day. So you can be done with that part. And now you can just focus on practicing it, changing around the weight, the order of things, the code, whatever. Um, So I did that, and that made me feel amazing. I did that way earlier than I normally do, which is great. Um, And then what's the other thing? Uh, Yeah, oh, snippets, snippetizing things, because, like, I'm going to be using a lot of tailwind, which is pretty verbose, obviously. It's not going to make sense for me to hand write out a bunch of tailwind classes and stuff. So so I make snippets. That's a tip that I've told you before, whatever, all the stuff I've told you before. So think of it as a reminder. I put that stuff in snippets in VS Code, but a little innovation this time. I put so the snippets are kind of annoying because you load them up and as you type, it's auto completing them. So I thought like, you know, if I have ten snippets, I don't know. I don't want them polluting the auto complete. You can put them. You can set VS Code to put snippet suggestions at the bottom. But what I did this time was actually disable snippet suggestions, so they'll never never show up while I'm typing. I have to opt into the to the like insert snippet panel in VS Code and I added it, I attached it to a keyboard shortcut, Command K S. So hopefully my muscle memory builds up by the time I give this talk so that my brain knows to just do Command K S and then type the snippet I want. And that's what I do. I don't copy paste and I don't leave code there. I start from scratch, a blank slate, which I think feels good for people's brains. Uh, That's another thing I almost, I try to almost always do is start with a blank page, a nearly blank page. Um, and then write everything out yourself. And the things that are just too arduous to write, put those in snippets and have those fill automatically. So I don't know, hopefully you picked up a tip or something here, but I wanted to talk to you about that stuff. So that's that, I'll be seeing you.